0: Good evening, everyone. Matthew Spear from Don't Unfriend Me, episode 25 of Breaking Truth, the eve before Labor Day weekend. I didn't expect to do a show tonight. In fact, I was going to go live, and that was it. Last night was a long evening watching Joe Biden essentially sell the the dais of the seal of the President of the United States and our country to an ideal that is Disturbing to say the least. I'll try to save my thoughts for the show. I haven't written anything down. I've just kind of tried to collect a few things to to present to you in a way that hopefully makes a little bit of sense. But then again, it may not. So we should say breaking speculation, breaking prognosis, breaking dissemination. Not truth, because a lot of this is going to be based on opinion. Stick with me. I'll be right back. Mm -hmm. Thanks for watching Breaking Truth. And please don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and follow. Thank you so much for watching. Don't unfriend me. It's good to have you here tonight. I'm going to attempt to do something. I'm going to take this a little slower than I thought I would. I was going to put the video on of Joe Biden standing with the arterial red background looking like something out of Pink Floyd The Wall or V for V for Vendetta and it seemed to be that my my colleagues and peers, more my peers, I don't even think they would consider me a colleague would agree that that was the first really thought that most people had, who weren't in delightful glee of what Joe Biden was saying and what he was espousing. I want to make some points. And I think it's really important for people on the left and the right to understand. The right will listen to this and say, well, no, I feel this way in public and I feel this way in private. And the way that I believe what honor and tenacity and passion convey is that if you are on the moral high ground, whether you're in the minority or majority, whether your convictions match the words coming out of your mouth, you could say how you feel whether you were in public or private. And if you have to curb what you say in public, then maybe you should take some more time privately and reflect on how you truly feel. Because A, either you're ashamed and embarrassed about what you truly think, or you can't convey it effectively enough to the people who would challenge you. It's interesting because that point really falls on two sides, Republicans and Democrats in this scenario. Because if you believe that half of America are racist, white supremacists, insurrectionists, trump as a lot of people say, and some people are like, I, I would never say that. I've never said that about Trump followers. Yes, I know. Just as, we, as most Trump followers don't scream about stolen elections and and, and storming the Capitol. But this is the narrative. And it's been whittled down to the lowest common denominator. Really because it's who has the loudest voice. And the media has the loudest voice. And the media on the right talk about Democrats and pigs in a blanket and fry them like bacon. And all of a sudden everyone in BLM is racist towards white people. And everybody in BLM feels this way. Well, that's not true. I have many friends who have marched in Black Lives Matter and they were peaceful as peaceful could be. It wasn't all of the marches that this happened. 208 some odd of these marches that turned into something that was other than peaceful. And just like Republicans had hundreds of rallies across the United States with Donald Trump, really only one of them, was laced with emotion that was boiling over for a group of people, not the 60,000 that were there who went home that night peacefully, just like at BLM, but there was a group of people who had infiltrated the Donald Trump rally, who had visions of making it more than dissent, to make it physical, to damage the process, to damage and impact the hallowed halls of our government, and more importantly, break the law. When we look at this, it is just a microcosm of either party. This isn't a large amount of people, though the movement itself is large. We have millions of people who support Trump, millions of people who support Biden or the Democratic Party, and a very small amount of those people are doing things to further divide America. I understand this. That's why I don't castigate upon BLM that they are a terrorist group, just like I don't castigate upon Trump supporters that they're all white supremacists and fascists. There is a very tiny amount, and the president very carelessly decided to label everyone together. He talked about the mainstream. And the mainstream is really kind of deceptive. When you hear mainstream, you hear people maybe who are in the lane, people who are swimming with the flow, people who are not choosing necessarily the path of least resistance. And hence the word stream, because water chooses the path of least resistance. And if there is resistance upon all ways, water will find a way to break through. When we talk about descent, when we talk about revolution or open debate or challenging our government dissent is one of the most patriotic things you can do as an american you've heard the left say uh, the left say this and the right say this and you've heard it coming out of oregon where they justify what they're doing there against the police and taking over the towns and throwing molotov cocktails and and generally turning the city into a complete mess as this is simply dissent. And dissent doesn't have to manifest into physical violence. In fact, it shouldn't. Our government is designed to have discourse, to express your opinions matter-of-factly, thoughtfully, professionally, with a group of people who represent. We've lost that ability There are no more voices for the American people other than what we see on social media or some crackpots who decide to go in January 6th into the Capitol or who decide to go into federal buildings or police stations in various cities through the supposed BLM or January 6th riots. Joe Biden made no distinction last night. And more importantly, not only did he not say anything that I just said and, and really lay it out of who's responsible. But he took no responsibility for his party for four years resisting to a point of dissent in areas that I would call seditious or treasonous or an insurrection against federal buildings, police officers, police stations, and ultimately that's the definition of insurrection. Not the legal, but the actual written definition is to resist against authority and manifest a physical violence against an authority. That's what took place. It happened all over the nation. But not once did any leader stand up and say that this is challenging our democracy, which is a republic. Joe Biden made no such distinction Joe Biden used this as a political talking point in order to launch November 2022 and kick off the attack of half of America. Joe Biden spoke of words of unity. He spoke of words of coming together, but he also used divisive comments. He also used the word white supremacist and fascist, and he simply Did not make that distinction that I'm talking about, that this is a small element of the Republican Party. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the KKK and Nazi youth don't support the Republican Party now. But why didn't Democrats care about it the other 200 and some odd years of our history when they were responsible for some of the worst things in history? Jim Crow, the Ku Klux Klan, Japanese internment camps against civil rights. LBJ. Why can't we make the distinction and own what we own? Republicans most assuredly have to own what happened on January 6th. I do. On my show, I argue the point every night. I lose viewers. I gain viewers over the conversation. But either way, I don't condone what happened. I condemn it. The distinction that needs to be made is that yes, yes, If we have an election, we should respect the results. Transfer, peaceful transfer of power. Absolutely. I agree 110%, even though that's not possible. On the other hand, we also need to address the left. We need to address what's going on in the inner city. We need to address abortion. Killing 62 million babies since 1970, 1976. Why is that important? Because the first time in history in the United States, we're having less children. This generation that's about to take over will be the youngest and largest generation the United States has ever seen, and they're not having kids. The United States is supplementing that with allowing border crossings at a rapid rate. And they can say that it's not happening, but anybody who watches the news... That actually isn't biased. We'll see these crossings happen all the time. Anybody who's watched an old episode of Cops can watch it as well. It hasn't changed. In fact, it's worse. Over two million illegals have come into the United States. There is something very important about that. And it's not that people are from Mexico, we're a nation of immigrants, we're a melting pot, and it's absolutely the through blood of America. The issue is is when you stop having kids and Americans who have been here and generations who own businesses and understand the cities and the lands and the laws, and you replace it with people who are seeking something else than the lawlessness that they came from. We will lose our identity as Americans, not white Americans or black Americans or red Americans, left or right or up or down or or transgender or lesbian or gay, but Americans. And there's something very special about this country. Joe Biden didn't address that last night, his failure on the border. He didn't talk about inflation. He didn't talk about China. He didn't talk about the, 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 the rights and the human rights violations in Taiwan or China. He didn't talk about the Ukraine. He didn't talk about the economy. He didn't talk about gas prices. He didn't talk about jobs. He talked about Trump. He talked about violence. He talked about MAGA forces. There are no MAGA forces. There are a bunch of people, and the number is argued up and down, but between 30,000 and 75,000 people in this country who are considered to be ultra-far-right. You can have the same number when it comes to what's on the left, as far as people who consider them very far left. It is a very small percentage of the United States. And in between there, instead of having the left and the right, you have what most Americans are, moderate. That's not good enough for Joe Biden. He doesn't want moderation. He wants division. He wants the Democratic Party, and he wants the Republican Party. But he wants to change what the Republican Party is and turn them into a position of hate, fascism, white nationalism, and lawlessness. And that is the farthest thing from the truth. You can look back at the last 10 years, 20 years, 100 years, and if you look at one party that riots, one party that burns, one party that dissents with violence, it's not Republicans. And it's not because we're better, and it's not because we're, we're we're less inclined to have anger or or frustration with our government. It's the fact and the truth that most Republicans in this country are white. You may not like to hear that, Republicans, but it's true, and have advantages that minorities do not have. And that is unfair. If you're looking to be angry at someone for that, then look at the party that minorities belong to and it's not Republicans you can't call Republicans the ones to blame holding minorities down when they are a part of the Democratic Party predominantly for the last 75 years there has to come a change we need to stop talking about things that the other side has done you can't get upset that you didn't get the job based on the work you didn't do. A pretty amazing quote. It's pretty simple. And it means that if you haven't put the work in, the blood, the sweat, the tears, to try to bridge these gaps with people on the other side, then you can't complain about the other side. If all we do is castigate aspersions on Democrats or Republicans, call them names like Trumpan zs or call liberals libtards, It degrades the discourse, and it turns discourse into something else. It turns it into emotional petulance, essentially temper tantrums. The United States is a wonderful country, and it's made up of some of the best people in the world. Last night, Joe Biden did something that no other president has done. He specifically drew a line in the sand and said, You're either with me or you're against me. An ultimatum. I'm not a white nationalist. I don't even care about my color. I have blood on both sides of the line. I have lineage that owns slaves. I have relatives who are African American. My great, 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 question mark, grandmother, fled Germany. And my great, great, great uncle, or whatever it was, hunted her. Sometimes, when we look back on life, we have a decision to make. What's happening right now is going to escalate to a new level. And either it's going to drive Republicans who finally have had enough, finally have had enough labels, and become the worst parts of what they're said that they are that they're not. Or the left will lose and we will see more of the same. It is a very, very dangerous line for Joe Biden to run simply to keep political power. Last night's speech did not make me feel anything other than sick to my stomach. I've never felt that way with Obama. I've never felt that way with Donald Trump. I've never felt that way with George Bush or John F. Kennedy. I've never read anything from Jefferson or Lincoln or Roosevelt that made me feel that way. The only time I have felt that way is when I have read things from totalitarian leaders, whether it be Mussolini, whether it be Che Guevara, Khrushchev, and Dropoff. And yes, although a far reach, Adolf Hitler in his earlier years I'm not going to say that Make America Great Again isn't something we've heard before through history, through Ronald Reagan, and we did hear it in Germany. We also heard it in Russia, the former Yugoslavia, Czechoslovakia. We heard it in China when Hong Kong left in 95, 96 and went back to Chinese rule from British rule. We heard it in Taiwan. It is simply a cry to get back to who we were and not necessarily what we believe. The United States is an individual country. It is designed that. It says we the people, but it's we the people as individuals. It's time to stop following political parties. It's time to stop being a fan of your favorite football politician or basketball or baseball politician. They're not sports teams. When one fails, we all fail. When one wins, we all win. But instead, we collectively cheer and jeer when they fail or succeed. And we don't care what they succeed at. We don't care how much it costs. We don't care how big the failure is. We either cheer or jeer because somehow we think that that's the answer. We've been doing the same thing since John F. Kennedy was assassinated drawing political lines and staying on opposite sides of the field and glaring at each other from across the arena. Maybe it's time to try to do something else. Folks, I appreciate you letting me have a conversation with you tonight. Unscripted, from my heart and soul, possibly made a little sense or maybe it didn't. Either way, leave comments below. Let me know what you think. And maybe we could just be a little more civil with each other. I don't know. There are times when I, I have no civility left, and other times I reflect and feel like I do now. But you can let me know what you think. My name is Matthew Spear. I am the host of Don't Unfriend Me and Breaking Truth. Thank you for listening tonight. And I would ask that if you want to come on back, eight thirty live Monday through Friday. We'll be on tonight. Come see us, and you can follow me. We just hit eighty thousand. Really exciting. At Don't Unfriend Me Show anywhere across all social media. Do me one last favor? Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. It's way too many. Please have that conversation with a vet. Folks, thank you so much for watching. God bless. I will see you tonight. Thanks for watching Breaking Truth. And please don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and follow.